Hey, what are you guys doing out here? It's Halloween. We've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? And he keeps, like, trying to play hide-and-seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerds New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Boogie Oogie Woogie Man, uh, with my co-host. Damn it, I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, okay, this is Eli, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Sandman. <laughs> All right, that works. It was like we're, we're joined at the hip or mine <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're back with another episode, and yeah, we're just going to just jump right into it. We actually got a full, a full-packed episode because we got a bunch of stuff we got to talk about first. The show yeah. thick. thick girthy uh moist i don't think it goes here elongated anyway, we, just, <laughs> <laughs> we never just got banned anyway but yeah we just want to start off with something real quick we're going to just jump into like i said we're going to talk about the the halloween kills review which is uh a lot of people talking about on twitter but before we get into it i want to just briefly talk about michael kane yes the great michael kane and i did still alive but People were saying that he was retiring, you know. So the funny thing is, all these reports saying he retiring after he does whatever movie he's going to do is going to be his last movie. But turns out, if you check his Twitter page, he posted, "I'm not retiring." You know, like uh, <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not going fucking anywhere. That's him. <laughs> so yeah. So shout out to Michael Kane. Hope he keeps making movies. Uh, like I said, the Christopher Nolan ain't going nowhere. He ain't going anywhere because he's in every one of his damn movies um that being said now we can move on to the next part of the podcast like i said we always start even though it's a comic book podcast we always lead in with the movies why because that's what everybody cares about <laughs> everything culture. else we do is just, yeah pop coach everything else we do is just secondary so we're just going to jump into it so our ear uh, to the ground on the spine of the america i don't know <laughs> I, I guess not really but i guess what the kids <laughs> are into we try to yeah. stay in tune with the with with, the, with today's youth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that you sounds know, keep, creepy or not, but <laughs> yeah, keep an ear to the street. You know stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. So, like I said, we're gonna start with the box office uh, number. So, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? I'll give you a hint. Uh, not a Disney movie. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> it is Halloween. Ha- Halloween kills is the number one movie of the week. That's the movie everybody's checking out, which is. Honestly, Eli kind of not that it not that it was number one, but it was so high at number one that shocked me. I'm thinking like oh. re- reason it shocked me because like I said, I watched it on Peacock TV. I'm pretty sure you went to the theaters to watch it. No, I, I saw it on Peacock too. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. So you saw it on Peacock. I saw it on Peacock. But the funny thing is, you know, anytime a new movie comes out on my on my timeline, 
I like to see people, you know, sail the seven seas with Jack Sparrow, and they're always putting out links. Oh, you can watch it on Fire Stick this, and you can watch it on that, you can watch it on this link here. And then there's I just like, why are y'all bootlegging this movie? It's on Peacock. <laughs> you just watch it. Are y'all so desperate? Y'all don't even bother to look for it, the stuff is free. So that, that was my timeline the whole time. And I was just perplexed the whole time about the like this doesn't make any sense, but whatever, we'll just go with it. So uh you know, like I said. We both watched the movie, but I'm going to let you talk about it because I'm pretty sure you're going to dig in deep and give us all kind of, you know, Easter eggs and stuff we missed and did you knows and all stuff like that. So, yeah, give it to me. What, uh, oh, we're not, not going to go through the countdown? I mean, we could. Let's let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We can go through the countdown. <laughs> let's see. I mean, it's really nothing much to talk about. I mean, we got No Time to Die, James Bond. Uh, I'm going to just briefly just look at where it's at right now. 447. Not bad. Decent. Decent. Uh, it barely cracked 100 million in two weeks in America, which is not decent. Right in bad. Uh, yeah. Venom, let there be carnage. This is bullshit. It's still there. Number three. Still hanging in there. Adam's Family 2. And, ooh, The Last Duel. Here's the thing about The Last Duel. Jamie Lee Curtis uh, actually made a post like, don't feel bad about them. But that that's pretty bad, Eli. Four million for a debut movie with like everybody in it. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, I mean, damn, like nobody cared. And it's not like it's on peak. Like, you can watch Halloween Kills at home. People still want to go see the movie. You can't watch The Last Duel anywhere else but the theaters. People still didn't want to watch it. Like, damn, <laughs> bro. It's weird. Shang-Chi Legend 10 Rings drops on Disney Plus next week. Um, Black Widow dropped on Disney Plus, I think, last week. I watched okay. it, fell asleep on it. I was like, whatever. And the rest of the stuff, I don't even know what the hell this is. Um, but yeah, that's what we got going on right now. So shout out to those movies. So, like I said, we got a chance to watch Halloween. Uh, Elama just give you chances to just uh talk about it, see what you thought about it, and get break down the Easter eggs and what else we got going on with uh Halloween kills. Okie dokie, then. Well, yes, Halloween kills the sequel to the reboot of <laughs> I'm not gonna get into uh the 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 discombobulated timelines of the Halloween franchise <laughs> so um yeah so yeah Halloween kills um I liked it but I didn't love it um okay. I thought it was okay I had a good time with it for the most part I thought it had pretty cool kill scenes plenty of gore um Michael Myers was brutal um murking a lot yeah a lot of kill scenes that so that kept me entertained um uh you know Car john carpenter back on the soundtrack you know you know doing some brand new musical scores you know sounded cool some of those synth throwback to like you know what he did on like escape from new york and like big trouble in little china you definitely heard the john carpenter sound um uh I liked, uh, yeah, it, it, for the most part, I liked it. Um, my own, my only disappointment was I wanted Laurie Strode to do more. I was right because she was a big part for, of the last movie. Yeah. yeah, she was pretty much my favorite part of the last movie, and the, the idea of her being like you know this badass you know Sarah Connor Ripley character, 
was intriguing. That's what I liked about the last movie. And I was really looking forward to that in this movie. And she was sort of sidelined. Um, and that, that's, that's was a little, my, my big takeaway from that was like, damn, I wish she would have gotten there and whipped some ass. Cause I was waiting for that. Um, right. You know, um, Easter eggs were there, I guess, you know, I, I, yeah, I've watched Halloween a thousand times. So I, I knew the, you know, the different characters, Lonnie and Tommy Doyle and Lindsay, you know what? I did not know that, that the girl who played Lindsay in the original Halloween, she's now a real housewife of wherever the fuck of, you know, Bougieville or whatever. Okay. So she's still celebrity big name. Or something yeah. Like that. And she was in it. She was in this. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it went towards, um, it really went into the lore, I guess, of Haddonfield and, and Halloween, which I, I you know, sure. I, I, I didn't give too much. I didn't give a shit about really. Um, I, I was more into the kills and just wanted Michael Myers just slashing folks, which I got plenty of. And the kills were brutal. They pretty much turned Michael Myers into Jason Voorhees. You know, he was crushing heads and just using very creative ways to kill people. Isn't that um, what he always did, though? Eh, he was more of just a kind of a stabby guy. In the original, he barely does anything. He strangles some people, you know. Didn't get too creative with it. He yeah, was just, I mean, you know. he, the, the original Halloween movie isn't very bloody. It's more yeah. about tension and suspense. But but um, in these new movies, he's like an artiste. Yeah, you know? and this one, and that's where, the, you know, of course, Friday the 13th was a Halloween ripoff. It's like, okay, we want to do Halloween, only this time we're going to show the kills. We're going to show the blood and gore. And that was the trademark of Friday the 13th. Whereas, you know, Halloween and Michael Myers was more of an exercise in tension, you know, in terror and creating suspense and atmosphere. And I, and I dug that. I, I liked the feel for it. I, I thought those flashback scenes were pretty cool. Um, I thought they nailed the look of that. The Whoever they got to play Loomis, I don't know if that was an actor or if they CGI. Oh, that was definitely CGI. That's that, like on uh, the deep Star fake Wars. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was like, holy shit, it's Loomis. You know, I, mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I had a I enjoyed it. I just wanted more. I wanted I wanted the I, the lynch mob. I wanted that I basically wanted Predator. You know what I mean? I want I thought this movie was gonna be about the town going after him and him just taking him out like Predator or Alien. <laughs> <laughs> like them right. hunting the you know and they had a little bit of that but then they also kind of veered off into you know you know other directions like the the whole thing at the hospital and they they killed the wrong guy or they're after the wrong guy and i did get january 6th vibes from that you know mm -hmm. um uh, mob mentality yeah, yeah i mean I, but the weak attempt at political commentary i didn't give a shit um I, I and the the drama, the whole you know the soap opera stuff about you know the different characters and how the sheriff was young and I didn't give a shit about any of that. I you know uh, I just wanted the kills. I, I was I was hoping for you know a stock like let's hunt down Michael Myers and Michael Myers kills everybody in the process. The ending spoilers when he like John wicked everybody right. that was dope. But that's what I was hoping for the whole movie. I was just hoping that the whole movie was going to be this that. Like them hunting for him and him just taking him out Rambo style, you know, right. <laughs> That's what I was kind of thinking this was going to be. And it wasn't. So um, that I found disappointing, but for the most part, I, I 
the kill, solid kills, solid gore. Jason, I mean, Michael turning into Jason. You know, I like the, the that they're sticking with the the theme of you know the idea of John Carpenter's original idea that Michael Myers is just this force of evil. That evil they, never, they even call him the boogeyman. Yeah, mm-hmm. that evil never dies, and that idea I like that instead of the sequels where he's the cult of the pumpkin or whatever the fuck they did in the sequels and or like in Rob Zombie's shitty movies where he's you know his dad was a dick and his mom was a stripper and the poor little white boy didn't get to go trick-or-treating so now he's evil incarnate I fuck all that shit I didn't care about any of that I like that she's just this force just evil force unstoppable evil force the shape and that's what they brought this back to and I, I liked all that I just wanted to see Lori kicks some ass because that's what I was looking forward to. So yeah, so I guess for me, three point five out of five. It was it was cool. It was just was a little lacking. I thought you know I wanted some more. So cool. Um, so you want me to talk about it or you you kind of uh, you can, well what do you, what did you think? Did you like it? <laughs> what did I think? Okay, yeah. let me let me remove this because I have to be. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest with you. I thought the movie sucked. That's just me. <laughs> I, I did. I thought I thought the movie sucked. Here's the thing. Because I think we were looking at it two different ways. Like I said, if you're looking, you got to look at this movie two different ways. If you're looking for it just as a horror movie, and you just want to see uh, Michael Myers just chop a bunch of people, and you want to get a YouTube clip of just him just massacring people left and right, the movie gives you that. The movie delivers on that aspect. Creative, clear. Like I said, he he's not Michael Myers. He's Michelangelo. He is an artiste with these kills. He is creative with them. I was like, okay, that's creative. And he's not discriminating, like in this cancel culture where, oh, you can't talk about this, you can't kill this person, you can't kill a person. He's equal opportunity. Doesn't care. Kill anybody. Kills everybody. Even if you like, maybe you shouldn't kill them. He doesn't care. Kills them. I like all that stuff. That is cool. However, there's nothing else to the movie. It's just kills and that's it. Like you said, the uh, stuff about the mob mentality, social commentary, it just felt kind of just tacked on, just kind of thrown in because they don't have any meat on this movie, so they got to find something to kind of like pad the movie out with. Uh, same thing with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. She was, to me, the best part of the last movie because the whole movie was about a survivor victim story and how she's going to take back the power. This, she's just there narrating about how evil and how powerful he is and just whatever. She doesn't really do anything. Uh, I don't care about any of But it's a horror movie, so you're not supposed to care about any of the people he killed. That's the whole point. The cannon fodder, just to get just to get chopped up. Uh, and that's the thing. The movie just felt like it was unnecessary. It felt like it was just padding time out for the next movie because this movie is going to be this th- whole thing's going to be a trilogy. Yeah. That's going to be Halloween Kills, supposed to be the big final climax. Where this just felt like padding out time and just just milk this as much as possible uh, with just a bunch of no Michael Myers kills. So honestly, I felt like the movie was kind of like a waste of time. It was just there, not my thing. And I and I like the last movie. I like the last movie a lot. That's why I was kind of, I think, more excited for this than I should have been. But when I saw this, I was like, oh, this just, it just felt like a, a cash grab. Let's yeah. just crank out another Halloween movie because it'll make yeah. money, which it did. So, yeah, I thought, I, I agree about you, th- making it like episodic. Like, this isn't a TV show. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, that's going to happen in the next. The, the Laurie Michael Myers battles happening in the next movie. And I'm right. Like, we don't want to see I, Halloween in game. We don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not this. Don't, this isn't the MCU. Like, give this isn't a TV show. Give me the shit now. You know, um, right. I, I didn't care about like the drama. And and I think that I think um, 
so much like, and we're going to talk about Scream in a little bit, but Scream kind of emphasized that the drama, the characters, and why fucking Dewey and Gail Weathers are still alive in those motherfuckers. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, you know, and so they, they emphasized on like the, the characters and the drama and the, you know, the soap opera aspect, you know, and less on the slasher because Ghostface is just any whoever douchebag decides to put the mask on. Um, right. And that's what I felt like they were trying to do with this. Like, let's build up the lore of Haddonfield and these characters of Haddonfield and all that shit. And I just didn't give a shit about any of that. I just, like I said, I just wanted, I wanted a horror. I wanted a straight up horror flick. Um, yeah. I didn't care about the, the, the sheriff and the guilt that he felt and all this crap. And, you know, I, yeah, I, I just didn't care, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, like I said, it was a waste of time movie for me. I'm gonna give it a 2.5 out of five. It's whatever, but yeah, I guess hopefully the next will be good. You know, yeah, yeah I, I mean, maybe they're saving all this stuff for the next movie anyway. And that's what I hate. That's what I hate about like don't yeah, quit quit trying to bite off Marvel. You know, quit trying to set up stuff. Just give it give it to me because I was wait. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that battle. Oh, well, you got to wait for nothing. No, I already waited for it. Right, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The last movie. It said everything they need to say. I, I feel like with this franchise, even with the final battle between Laurie and Michael Myers, which she was the victim in that movie, she became the hunter. I mean, where else can you go with that story? I felt like that was the final conflict they needed to have. Anything after this, kind of like just padding out time. You're just like, yeah. oh, he's like, back. Then you know? turn it into aliens, making an action move, action horror. The town people form a lynch mob and they go after them and they get just get murked. And that's what this was supposed to be, but they just it didn't give what I wanted from it, you know? Um, and then the comedy kind of like throws the movie off too. You don't know whether to take it seriously. Times it kind of felt like a, a parody almost at times. I'm just like, I yeah, don't know can, what to think about this movie. You know? Definitely see the, the Danny McBride uh, writing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely some, some comedy writers behind this, but yeah. yeah but. Um, but I do think it's better than most of the sequels, the other Halloween sequels. I mean, is that like I said, much? It's, I mean, all I like is the first the, the, one, the Buster Rhymes one. That's about it, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I yeah, I, yeah, I don't like the Buster Rhymes one either. <laughs> I mean, compared <laughs> to the other one, that's about. It. Yeah, I mean, most most of the Halloween franchise does suck, so I like these more than those. But um, but yeah, I was I was a little disappointed in this, you know. Uh, so yeah. What know. you can do? Oh, well. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I mean, I like that. You know, I like I, I like the atmosphere. I like that Carpenter yeah. was behind it and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, Eli, I thought you were gonna come Suck in with this movie. Yeah, I thought you were gonna defend it. You know, <laughs> die on a hill with this. Oh no, no. Anybody commenting on this? Well, fuck you and fuck you. Nick no, this Cole, is you know <laughs> this is very divisive. It's real, especially because I follow like the horror community and you know bloody disgusting and fangoria sites and. Yeah. It's a device. It's very divisive amongst fans as yeah. well. I, I haven't checked any chatter on this or yeah. looked on social media what they're saying. I was just, you know, some people but. love it. Like, oh my god, I loved it, and it, this is this is this this is going to be a trilogy, and you got to wait to the next one. I was like, nah, you know. And then there's some people are like, this movie sucks, and I yeah. I love the you know they they actually do like you know Return of Michael Myers and Curse of Michael Myers and all those shitty. But that's thing. No matter how you know, shitty a movie is, there are always fans of any movie. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the funny uh, thing about horror. Horror is a weird community, you know. Um, 
as far as the fans goes like like horror like good horror movies become like classics and shitty horror movies become like cult favorites like they even like shitty horror movies you know what i mean there's to a horror fan there's really no such thing as a shitty horror movie and if there's a shitty horror movie you could at least laugh at it and be entertained one of my favorite jason movies is jason x i'm sorry i don't care i I love that movie it is (laughs) it's a shitty it's a shitty movie it's a shitty movie (laughs) but i love it it's the thing yeah like the good, like you know, great horror flicks like The Exorcist and The Shining and Halloween are classics. Texas Chains are classics, but Frankenhooker, a right. total piece of shit. But goddamn, is it hilarious and awesome? <laughs> you know, I mean, because at the same time, <laughs> this that's kind of how horror fans are. Movies, I think so there's some, you yeah. know, it's it's kind of like kind like porn, yeah. for, for instance. I hope we don't get banned um, for it, but yeah, like porn. Like you, you look at porn, you don't care about the storyline. <laughs> you care about the acting, you know, and you know, the setup and light and stuff like that. And yeah. it's kind of like horror movies also give me what I want. That's why I think people do like this movie. And I kind of knew this movie would have fans because as far as what you expect, you want gore, you want blood, you want stabbing and killings. This movie gives it to you. I, I don't remember seeing a slasher movie just going nuts like like Mike Myers has in other movies. So if that's what you're looking for, yeah, it delivers. Everything else, yeah, not really, but yeah. But like, like I said, it's, it's cool gore porn. Gore that's what it is. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was there. Michael Myers was being Michael Myers. He looked cool. He was doing cool shit. He was doing what he does. What we wanted him to see. It's just the the story built around him kind of sucked and was a little lacking for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I I was disappointed. I, I I enjoyed the kills. I enjoyed the atmosphere. It's cool, like, like like how I feel about Star Wars. Sometimes it's just nice to see those sights and sounds that you're a fan of, and to you know to see it again. And and in that aspect, yes, it delivered. But did it give me that you know that dramatic weight that I wanted? That that battle because I I was really into you know badass Laurie Strode you know I really wanted to see her like whip some ass and she was kind of sidelined and I see people defend oh well she's an old lady and she's in the hospital and blah 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 well, she, she was whooping shit. ass that Who, last movie she, <laughs> I don't give a shit about she you, you don't apply the logic no make her a badass have her yeah super glue her fucking torso up and let's go motherfucker that's what I yeah, want nobody, nobody <laughs> said this ain't shit with Sylvester Stallone was doing it in Rambo 5 or 6 or whatever the hell that shit yeah. was <laughs> yeah so yeah, same thing yeah, with this one. Like, so and, some, like I said, yeah, cauterize a wound with a gunshot. Well, yeah, right. And just keep going, like <laughs> let's, in the middle of a gunfight. Go. He didn't care, you know. Shit. Yeah. Why should it be any different? Yeah, from her, if but... Michael Myers can get shot up and beaten and not die, like let's Lori, let let Lori do the same shit. Let let like let her chow young fat the mother the shit out of him. Right. You know? <laughs> Female Wolverine, you know? whatever the fuck she's gonna be. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Shotgun with one arm and shit going. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was waiting for. I was so looking forward to that, and I didn't get that and that's my biggest uh takeaway from it. it was like damn i wanted badass laurie strode you know hmm. so no yeah all right so let's move on i'm gonna give you another movie i'm giving a movie this one I, oh no i'm scrolling down too much there we go we're gonna do this one slumber okay. party massacre oh, the remake I, the reboot yes um yeah sci-fi let's see i have i have an image get that up there um kind of small but oh well um so yeah so sci-fi channel um they did a reboot it well aired on sci-fi um of a slumber party massacre 1982 another iconic slasher flick from the 80s that also became a franchise the first two are awesome i will admit i love 
the Slumber Party Massacre too. Third one kind of sucks, um, but uh, the first two are awesome. Uh, very, uh, they're very woke. These were directed by women back in the 80s, early 80s, 82, 85, I think is when they were, the, the two first two came out. Um, produced by Roger Corman, who, you know, Roger Corman built his career on making cheap B movies, you know, monster movies, flying saucer movies, horror movies. And he produced this and he let the women kind of, uh, do what they wanted. But then he also said, well, it's a horror movie. We got to have blood. We have to have boobs in it. So he like basically requested him, hey, you got to have some tits in this movie. <laughs> oh, I also want to say about Robert, Roger Corman in the 90s, he made a Fantastic Four movie that nobody saw and stuck it in the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find it on YouTube somewhere, but yeah. Because because he the, the budget was like 500 bucks. <laughs> right. And he just made it just so they keep the rights. That's the only reason he made the movie. But it exists. Nobody's seen it. But yeah. yeah um so yeah uh so this slumber party massacre is a very feminist take on the slasher genre um very uh a lot of symbolism you know the, the the guy with the drill he's a he's a driller killer the drill is a very phallic symbol um at the end of the movie the woman takes a machete and chops it off it's very symbolic of him being castrated you know women empowerment that's what that's what those slumber party massacre movies did back in the eighties. And this is a reboot of that. And this is like a parody. Um, the, the reboot is very much a parody and very much pokes fun at all the horror tropes um, of slasher movies. Uh, like the, the same way Scream did. Kind of, like Scream, but yeah. yeah. Deconstructed the slasher genre and kind of pokes fun at everything. There's a lot of symbolism in the movie. There's a scene where dudes have a pillow. We're well, not in a pillow fight. <laughs> It's it's hilarious. the movie's hilarious. I was laughing my ass off. Uh, these these dudes, they're they're like camping. They have a cabin and they're like trying to like rip. They're trying to test how tough they are and ripping pillows apart. You know, like you know, like okay. when you could rip a phone book apart, but they're trying to do it with pillows. <laughs> okay. And then they finally rip the pillow. One dude finally rips it apart. They're like, yeah, and they're all like jumping around, like being all macho, like yeah, with their shirts off. And then it like it goes in slow motion. Um, oh these, okay like shirtless erotic dudes, type like, and yeah yeah the shirtless dudes like having a pillow fight like you know like usually it's women having pillow fights in their pajamas yeah. and underwear and it was like really cheesy uh did, did they know, have a pillow fight in slumber party one i believe they did yeah okay so okay so it was <laughs> kind of like two. a play on that and two and, and two. they're of course they're topless yes <laughs> well of course they are <laughs> um there's a scene where uh the the killer is uh chasing the the girl and she has a can of is it clam chowder a, a can of soup it's clam chowder and then he tries to drill and like she uses the, the the can of soup of the can of clam chowder to block the drill bit and of course it drills into the can of soup and the soup it's clam chowder it sprays all over the place and then the killer <laughs> gets clam chowder sprayed all over his face that was very symbolic and hilarious right <laughs> Clam chowder getting sprayed. He got a facial of clam chowder. <laughs> so yeah, it made fun of slasher genre, the slasher genre. And it was funny and it had shit. Plenty of gore and plenty of cool kill scenes. Did I like this better than Halloween? I might have liked this better than the Halloween. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like you did. It sounded like you had excited for this movie. Halloween was just yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was fun. Yeah, I go check it out. It was it was on sci-fi. Um 
sci-fi on demand or whatever the sci-fi app so yeah four out of five it was a lot of fun gory and uh, and funny so yeah cool okay uh let me see now we're gonna go to tv maybe that's sticking with oh, the yeah. horror movie thing you know we're gonna talk about chucky and like i said i didn't see this i remember you talking about it didn't know it was out yet or maybe i thought it was already out but uh what is it, like a pilot episode or a movie it's a tv or? it's a tv series okay the chucky tv series uh produced by the guy who uh created the character don mancini he created chucky or wrote the original scripts and then directed some of the sequels um uh, so yeah, this is Sci-Fi Channel's uh, yeah Sci-Fi Channel just putting out some cool horror shit this week. Uh, the f- episode one dropped the other day. I watched it and I liked it. Um, this kid, he's like a bully teenager. He's a uh, kind of an asshole for a dad. He's also gay. He's being bullied. His dad is kind of neglecting him, kind of being a dick to him. Um, he's a reject kind of an outcast and he acquires this Chucky doll and Chucky starts being Chucky starts, you know, kind of helping him out with his life, like killing his dad and, you know, fucking with his bullies and shit. (laughs) So So Chucky's kind of like the hero of this story. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, that total revenge fantasy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I enjoyed it. I, 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 I dug on it, you know? Um, yeah, it, it, it is a TV series. It, it was like 45 minutes, like the episode I watched. So, um, you know, and there was some, there was some, there was swearing. There was kills. There was uh, blood. So it, it was, it was cool. I dug on it. So if you're into Chucky, yeah. <laughs> if you're a Chucky fan, check it out. Um, now, now, how long are the episodes? Like 30 minutes? It was 45 minutes. I think it's probably an hour with commercials if you watch yeah, it on live TV, okay. but it was like 45 minutes. Um, yeah, uh, it goes back into some of the lore. I don't know how familiar you are with the Chucky franchise, but it goes into the town and who Charles Leeway was in that town. You know, it's going, it, this is going deep into the lore of child's play and who Charles Lee Ray was. Cause he was a serial killer. You know, how, what, for those who don't know who Chucky is, he is the soul of a serial killer who, used voodoo or some kind of magic to put his soul into the doll right because he um, was white but he learned voodoo from haitians jamaicans or something you know yeah Uh, and the longer he can stay in the doll the more like he becomes flesh but in one of the movies i believe it's called the chucky he knows of he off the internet because it's you know it's totally campy and stupid he learned another uh, ritual that now he can put himself into multiple dolls so that he can be a, a literal cult of Chucky. So there's multiple Chucky's running around. And that and they all so, so like Ultron, so they like all share the same brain and stuff and basically, yeah. <laughs> Age of Chucky, okay. <laughs> yeah. Age of Chucky, yes. Um, yeah, so it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I like the atmosphere. It's like it it takes place in the fall. I like that yellow, orangish hue that the that the the you know the the film looked like it looked like autumn and stuff so it, it's it's a total like halloween season uh show to watch so i dug on it i'm i'm i look forward i'm gonna watch the next episode so way better than la- why the last man <laughs> oh i meant to take have you heard i did hear yeah okay they canceled that shit i'm so glad man i was like i didn't i only watched like 
four episodes before I gave up. I gave it like four episodes before I'm like, yeah, I'm just not into this. I, I, I'm, I'm on episode five because I got bored. I was at home one day. I'm like, let's just knock out the rest of these episodes. I got nothing else to do. I watch. I'm like, this shit, this shit is so boring. It was a lot of times I was just kind of like just nodding off and just kind of like zoning out, paying to stuff. Like, let me rewind and see if I missed anything. Nope, didn't miss anything. <laughs> Nothing happens on that show. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad they canceled that shit. I, I heard I haven't read the comic, first great comic. Don't give a shit about that show. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I have so, read the comic and I was like still bummed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm oh, like, shit. what is this bullshit? But anyway, yeah. So that's our recommendation for why the last man. Don't watch that bullshit. Don't even bother. Yeah. Uh all right, I'm, I'm gonna throw one more your way, Eli. Let's see. Just bumping got. it out, huh? Okay, yeah. I got I got an image for that too. I, I came like... prepared. I did my homework today. I see. Yeah, except <laughs> take notes on my comics. I should have take took notes on my comics, but I did not. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did you watch it? They dropped the scream trailer. I did. The new. Oh, you didn't really? I They're thought you were, this was your shit, man. I the whole movies. I don't. Thing. I don't. Yeah. I, but I don't need another one of these. They. I feel like they said everything they need to say. You know. <laughs> so, but I. I did. I liked all of. I even like four. But I just don't see why. Why another one? Why? But. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So they dropped the scream trailer. It is an. Another scream movie. Uh, Ghostface running around terrorizing City Prescott. Dewey is still alive. Gail Weathers, who's a total He'll garbage person. He'll get chopped up again. He'll come yeah. back. But yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll get stabbed and then they'll be alive at the end. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> With um, no explanation. Still alive. But yeah. um, we'll see what they do. Um, the thing about the Scream movies is they the, these are straight up parodies. These are right. satire. Um, they are totally making fun of horror and horror the horror but, here's, but and... that, that, here's the thing why i like about the movie they don't just make fun of horror they make fun of like movie tropes like uh scream 2 was a parody of sequels you know how yeah. uh sequels just bloodier bigger badder the scream 3 was a parody of trilogies you know they they always like what else happened in the third movie and the fourth movie was a parody of reboots which yeah that i think i like that one probably like maybe my second favorite one you know Especially the end line when Sidney Prescott said to the killer, she like, you forgot the one rule of remakes. Don't fuck yeah, with the don't original. Fuck with and the it, original. Yeah. And it chopped the head off. I was like, oh shit, okay. But yeah, but I don't know what they're gonna do with this one. Especially since, you know, Risk Grave is gone, man. You know, he wrote these movies. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I have a a turbulent relationship. Well, not turbulent, but I I you know, I really like the first one. I recently watched them all. You yeah. know, just to, you know, refresh. I like the first one. First one's classic, especially the first time seeing it. I laughed my ass off. Uh, but then it just became this big, huge thing. Um, and it was th that's the thing is the first it, it is a parody. It is making fun of horror movies. But then it inspired a whole slew of shitty horror movies. Now, Maybe I know sure. there's a uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of fans from the 90s who love all that shit, but I felt Scream kind of ruined horror for the 90s. Um, here, I got that image to share. Let's see. Oh, Is my fault. I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I felt, you know, Scream emphasized the soap opera, the teenage soap opera. You know what I'm saying? Um, it emphasized, it was less about the kills and the slasher and more about the, the relationship with the characters. So then after that, you had all these um, all these movies that kind of were the teen, the pretty teenagers, where the, where the drama was the forefront. 
And that's what I couldn't stand. It was more about, uh, it was more like a, a, an episode of 90210. So me coming from the 80s, you know, coming from, a, you know, watching all the horror movies in the 80s, you know, I, you know, movies like this, Friday the 13th, you know, check out that poster. Then look, you know, blood, and hockey, knife, blood and shit. Halloween, there you go. These are the movie posters of the 80s, you know, brutal, gory. You know, you're watching a horror movie. You know what I'm saying? The hell, yeah. But then you get to the 90s with Scream, and then here's the movie posters for the 90s horror movies. Here, Scream. No, it's the last summer. I don't even remember you that. that? One, but yeah, Legend. it's it's pretty teenagers. <laughs> now here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I think what the studio learned, what they didn't learn in the '80s, is that these these horror movie can be starring vehicles for those actors. Like think about those actors we're naming about: uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, the chick from Dawson's Creek. Uh, all these movies were like, let's put these movie, let's put let's put these uh, people in movies so we yeah, can. Is that Jared Leto up here? There's Jared Leto right up there. Is he? I, I, yeah. I, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's so generic. He's like a creative character for me, just on a video game. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, that's the thing. They just try to use these to star vehicles because they didn't think about that in the '80s. But those movies end up being star vehicles. People, Kevin Bacon, Johnny Depp. We can just every time you watch one of the whole yeah, Harvey, Tom, Hanks, like, Tom, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Was in, yeah, you watch all old '80s Harvey, you're like, oh shit, he was in that. You know. But in the 90s, they want you to know Sarah Michelle Gellar was in this movie and Ryan Phillippe and whoever the fuck else, you know. So that was that was a difference. They they, yes. they they try to promote them more than actual killer, like Urban Legend. Who the fuck was the killer in that movie? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> like it doesn't even matter. But yeah, that but that's what it was. It was geared, it was geared for, you know, like a teenage audience and sort of really highlighting the soap opera you know what i mean like you're watching a, it's like basically an episode of gossip girl with some lame generic kills with harley any gore that's what most of those movies were yeah um i mean i can't that, talk yeah. shit because i was a teenager <laughs> you know so <laughs> i didn't mind you know watching jennifer love hewitt bounce up and down down the street you know in a tight sweater you know you know yeah the best uh, part of the movie yeah they're right and i don't even want to kill that movie either but hey they made like three or four of them so whatever you know yeah and i think that's you know a, a, you know and that's the thing is the screen movies were parodies they were meant to each yes like what you said every every sequel was a parody of whatever and i like the third one yeah the third and the fourth one are the better ones to me I, I, um, honestly i'm surprised the third one hadn't made like a resurgence because yeah, the, I, the third one goes there it talks about topics that were like super hot like a few years ago a couple years ago like the whole me too movement it was a whole me too movie the yeah. whole cast and couch thing and it was made by miramax who was owned by harvey weinstein at the time he's on the bill like he's produced that movie. right he produced the movie he basically produced the movie about him yeah and <laughs> the know? move and the per, there was a producer that used was it sydney prescott's mom was an actress back before she married her dad or whatever right on the casting couch stuff yeah. like that you yeah. know and he uh yeah um yeah i mean yeah the third one's great i i do like the third because it is straight up funny it is straight up parody it's a movie about a movie or where they're making a movie <laughs> about the movie it's like a, a parody of a parody of a parody it's right. just straight up farce and it's funny like jay and silent bob are in that fucking movie so right. you just have to laugh at it and that's what that's what the screen movies are they're just meant to be laughed at you know um, and it's just funny that it just like what I said, it inspired all this mediocre crap that they didn't get it, that Hollywood just put out all this crap 
that scream was making fun of you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know um so yeah that that's my issue with scream but like i loved the first movie the first time watching it i had a blast i will say i hated the second one and on the recent watch i still think the second one sucks i mean other than the first scene you know that that kind of strikes a chord now with especially in the black lives matter era it struck a chord then yeah like, yeah, I mean, when I watched uh, yeah, yeah i went we got popcorn came back i'm like they already killed black people Damn. yeah well yeah well jada pinkett smith being killed murdered in front of everybody that nope where they don't give a shit right. that kind of strikes a chord nowadays i'm just saying watching that but the rest of that movie sucks i don't even know who the killer was in that one but like the third one and the fourth one those are straight up satire and they're right. funny and you know and yeah so and I love Sydney Prescott's character. I love that she breaks all the rules of the final girl of, you know, she has sex and still survives. Like she breaks all the rules and still comes out on top. That's what I love about it. And that's what I wanted from Halloween Kills. I wanted Lori to, Sydney Prescott throws down. She's never cowering. She's always throwing down and fighting back. And that's what I liked about her. And um, so, yeah, I, that that's what I dug about you know, her character is that she is just brutal and was willing to fight. And she breaks those, all the tropes, you know? So, yeah, I'm, it's whatever, you know, <laughs> as far as the, the new movie, I'll probably check it out at some point, you know? Yeah, I think um, it's in 2022 sometime, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. It's in January, so you know, basically the studio doesn't care much about it. <laughs> that's... There's there is a lot of buzz in the horror community. They're they're yeah. Scream is another baby to them. And uh a lot of chatter about this. A lot of people stoked for this coming out. So I don't see why, but I guess. I it's... mean, like I said, it's just another remake, just another sequel, just crank it out. Where the hell is Jason and Freddie at, man? What like are they still in legal hell or whatever? Jason is in that kind of that lawsuit kind of got uh they did go back the rights did go back to the original screenwriter but they don't but he didn't own adult jason so who knows okay i guess <laughs> but that 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 lawsuit did get um that lawsuit did get uh finalized it did get resolved you know um but we'll see what happens if he wrote the that's the thing is he wrote the original Friday the 13th not the sequels so in the original it was the mom the sequels it was Jason you know gotcha uh, so I don't know all right so moving on past that uh like I said we're just gonna briefly just talk about DC fandom you know um uh, like I said we both got a chance to watch all of it just gonna hit the high points we're not gonna just do a whole cool breakdown of it but just hit the high points one thing I did want to like that he started off with Black Adam uh, do you want to just show you a quick clip of for those that oh not that fuck that bullshit uh this one <laughs> uh like how black adam just grabbed the guy and just electrocuted him and turned him into barbecue i was like holy shit yeah that was pretty like, brutal you know like that's all they filmed so far I'm like well damn tell me when you film the rest of this shit Snyder, then, zach snyder directed <laughs> right and like then immediately after they showed that badass shit then they talked five more minutes about the flash's new boots i'm like you don't follow that up with this shit you know give me something good you know <laughs> uh but yeah but then they got basically this name all the movies that are coming out like i said we got flashpoint and flat uh ezra mills playing two flashes there's another flash behind him like an older flash and then there's not another flash that's supergirl on the other oh, side oh is it yeah oh so everybody i can it like was iris three. or somebody 
No, no, no. It's enough. It's Supergirl. Supergirl supposed to be Clark Kent's and Lois Lane's daughter or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, that's what the movie and Michael Keaton was doing a voiceover. And I think they was in the 89 uh, Wayne Manor, you know, from that movie in the Batmobile and stuff like that. So that's there. Uh, so, so all the movies, basically they announced all the movies that got coming out. They announced Flash coming out. They announced Aquaman coming out in December. Black Adam, what we just talking about, and The Batman. I don't have a, a thing of it. It doesn't really matter, but we all saw The Batman. We all saw it. Eli, I'm excited for it. I was already excited for it last year. Matt Re- Matt Reeves from uh, Planet of the Apes is doing it. It's going to be dope. I mean, I know people are still kind of up and down on Robert Pattinson. He's going to kill it. I'm not even worried about that. <laughs> yeah. I know people saying he looked too skinny. He looked too emo, stuff like that. That's the that's the uh, Batman. He, look, he looks for. like an awesome Nightwing. Yeah. People <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought he was playing Batman Beyond. I didn't know he was playing like no. He's playing Bruce Wayne. Oh, that? I saw that Batman trailer. I saw Robin Wood, isn't it? But where's Batman? <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, if they're going for that year oh, one, wow, Bat Batmites in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And like I said, yeah, I know we have the, the Fast and the Furious Batmobile in this one, but hey, I love it. If you want to be Vin that was Diesel, cool. Yeah, that fucking well, and plus, uh, the Penguin. What's his face? Yes, yeah, slow Farrell. down, sweetheart. Yeah, he was yeah, Colin I, Farrell I, in it. Yeah, I, I want to see that. Like that. Like yeah, like we said before, the, the it's everything but Batman was what is what interests me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold on Batman. I'm, I'm really sold on Batman because honestly, it feels like they're digging into. It, it, they're really fleshing out Gotham in this. It almost feels like Arkham City to me in this one. You know, it feels like they're fleshing out the world of Gotham with everything that's going on. They're hinting at that uh, Catwoman might be Carmine Falcone's daughter, which, spoiler alert, was in uh, The Long Halloween, if you've seen the movie, which is already in the comic like two decades ago, whenever that shit came out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sold on it. I don't know what else to say about it. I'm sold. So, um, and, and then there's the clown gang. Ooh, that's got chatter going on about, ooh, is the Joker going to be in this? Or is this the preload to the Joker? I really hope the Joker is not in this. Don't put the the Joker in this. Insane clown posse he he beats up at the the part. Yeah, or maybe maybe the movie is about he's already fought the Joker and he's, you know, these are his disciples or some shit. I don't want the Joker in this at all. You can do stuff without the Joker. Just Batman has been around for 80 years. You don't have to have the Joker in everything. That's just man. Kite Man, yo, we need Kite Man. Give me Kite Man. Give me Condiment King. Anybody, you know. <laughs> the Tin Eyed Man. I don't give a fuck anybody. Crazy you know? quilts, man. Yeah, crazy all quilts. of them. He's got so many crazy ass buildings. Hell, Calendar Man was in Suicide Squad. Hell, break him out. There, there you go. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, can move on to the next part of the podcast. Wow. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I it was see. you. That's, I mean, there's really nothing else in DC. Oh, at least Young Justice. Young Justice uh, episode one and two is already out. All right, cool. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. That I I I thought you were gonna yeah. Well, we blaze through DC fandom. Yeah, I mean that's honestly it's kind of like the stuff we already <laughs> knew. They just kind of just showed us a little clips of, but we already knew this stuff, you know. So well, we did, but yeah, uh, yeah. Let me say we move to the next part of the podcast. Like I said, this comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books and Eli. What's okay? I say we no no. Look, can I start off? Can I start off? By all means. No, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Okay. <laughs> I told you we're gonna flip for it. Oh, you oh you talking oh, about I Batman? was serious. I was serious about Batman. Batman oh, 89. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was serious. Okay, so I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you. 
This is a real coin. We're going to flip to see who reviews Batman 89 number three. I don't know if we, who's the winner or the loser in this one. I don't know. <laughs> but we're going to flip it. Okay. Call it. Heads. Uh, How do you do it? Okay. Uh. Ah, oh, shit. That's, That's it. I got to do it. That's you. You got to do it. <laughs> Batman 89. I don't have an image for this. so. <laughs> That's cool. I'll just throw up the uh, cover in the background and we'll just go with it. Or I'll just throw up like the cover and just go. Um. So, yeah, Batman 89, number three. This is the long lost Batman sequel from the Tim Burton universe that was never produced. Um, it has Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. And last issue, he went in to go save the Robin. What was his name? Drake. Uh, Drake Winston. Yeah. Yeah. Who was supposed to be played by uh, Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, yeah. He went in to go save him in a burning building. Um, but, but then he got caught in there and then he got his face burned by acid. And then the first part of this book is all about him, how he saved Marlon or Winston. Or Drake, whatever. Winston Wayne, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How he saved him, and then he became a big hero of the city, and then he became mayor, and he lived there happily ever after after that. But that was all in his head. It turns out he didn't, none of that shit happened, and he's actually in a coma, and is, he's going crazy, and his, his psyche is fragmenting, and he's becoming Two-Face. His face is all fucked up because it got burned from the acid, and he's... His sanity is splitting. His personalities are splitting. And um, he is becoming Clayface. Or I mean, Two-Face. <laughs> One of them, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's essentially what happens. Um, oh, and then some shit with Catwoman. Catwoman and Batman have a fight. And um, that's about all I remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> It's cool. I mean, that's pretty much it. And uh, I think the only thing happens other than that is that Winston kind of knows that something is going on with Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't really know what's going on with Bruce Wayne, but he kind of keeps it a secret, you know. Yeah. So it's just their little thing. So I guess we're they're slowly becoming Batman and Robin, you know. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. At the end, yeah, uh Harvey didn't pretty much decide whether I want to save the city or not. He flips the coin, the coin goes back. He like fuck the city. And the book in again. Oh yeah, and riots are breaking out because why are riots breaking out? Uh, well, there's that protest because the remember bat they tried to kill shoot Batman, but then they shot the kid. Oh yeah, okay. So they're still rioting over there. I thought it was like yeah. a new riot breaking out. So it's an old riot that's still going on. So okay, it's an old riot. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gotham. It's always some crazy shit. So yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, I mean, I thought it was. I mean, I'm digging the series, but this one was a little bit of a lull. This was like, okay, we're gonna take a breather, and that's yeah. usually around issue three anyway. So yeah, it's a six part okay. story, so they got to fill it in somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm still on board. Yeah, yeah it'll ramp up. So. All right, so yeah, next book I'm gonna do is X Men number one. Oh, I'm sorry, X Men number four. X Men number four. Okay, what is that? Oh no, it's something else. Okay, so basically, this is like a Halloween story. Oh. This is, and what I like to call it, since the X Men, you know, home base is a treehouse, I'm gonna call this X Men Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> they don't call it that. I'm like, Marvel, you dropping the ball. You know, give us this. Uh, but yeah, that's going on. So they the book uh basically you have the headless horseman above it. That's oh no shit. Yeah. He's not in it. That's not uh Pumpkinkin or what's his name? 
What's his name? Oh, I, I forgot. As you know, I Jack O'Lantern. <laughs> Jack O'Lantern. Whatever that guy's name was, I forgot his name. But yeah, no, not not Jack O'Lantern, anything like that. But anyway, what we got going on is that the the X Men have decorated the treehouse. You know, in in all kind of Halloween pumpkin stuff. You know, and uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey sleeping in the bed, and they're having nightmares. Uh, reason because they've been invaded by nightmare. The, the Marvel villain, Nightmare, who might may or may not be the villain of the next Dark Knight Strange movie. I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but the reason he's here is because normally anytime he tries to cross over to, you know, our realm, Dr. Strange used to stop him. But, spoiler alert, Dr. Strange dead. How he, got, how he got killed, I don't know. It was a big five-part miniseries that none of us read. So, either way, he's dead. Nightmare can do whatever the hell he wants to do. So, he's uh, basically tormenting the x-men and the reason he's tormenting the x-men because being born mutants they just normally just have nightmares because their whole life are nightmares and he's just sleeping <laughs> in a bed between cyclops and jigger like having a threesome or something you know uh and he's basically just having nightmares about cyclops just uh night cyclops was wrong because he having nightmares that if he does anything wrong then mutant kind falls with him meanwhile gene gray is tortured because she's still haunted by the dark phoenix when she killed all those people and that you know son or whatever and that's what happened and then she's tormented by uh then he visits laura laura's being tormented because you remember that whole thing with the vault where she got trapped in there for like hundreds of years and she got free she doesn't remember anything she knows some big stuff went down in there but she's scared to ask it but because she knows it because she don't want to know the answer and she might know that Sink has something to do with that if she don't want to. And he's just like, oh, yeah, so you're having all these hundreds of years and you don't really know who you are and you have these lost gaps. So I guess you really are Wolverine. While all is going on, Jean Grey's like, all right, stop all that. You know? And she's like, how do you see me? You're like, I'm a Omega-level telepath. I can see you. You're just a, a puny-ass demon. You're nothing. You know, now being nice. Get the hell out of here. You know? And then... Let me just get to the end. Yeah. She kicks, yeah, she kicks Nightmare out of the tree hop. That's when Nightmare, does, does he have a head? His head is gone. Oh, he is, he, do, he doesn't have a head. Okay, so we do get a headless horseman. So Nightmare gets on a horse, takes off his own head, rides through the night. I'm Nightmare, you can't stop me. He goes terrorizing New York and shit like that. And then right when that happened, that's when uh Jean Grey, like, look, I told you, get the hell out of here. I'm being nice with you right now, but he really pissed me off. I will end you. And she like turns a whole bunch of them and shit like that. And then she slaps the horse and he leaves. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then the X-Men wake up and she's just like, don't worry, as long as I'm here, you won't have nightmares. And what the next supervillain, the next issue goes to Mars. The end. So yeah, this book was a I feel like it was a bait and switch. I feel like we were gonna because they even they even go to Sleepy Hollow, New York in the story. So I thought it was gonna be like he shows up and Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane, that was the guy's name. I've been uh, there. You've been in Sleepy Hollow? Nice. Yeah. So I'm thinking it was going to be something like that, but something like that. It was just a nightmare story. And it wasn't even that scary. Gene Gray was just slapping around the whole time. I thought it was going to be like some nightmare type shit, scary imagery type shit. You thought you were going to get the willies? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk about this story. It was none of that. It was just Gene Gray just slapping them around, treating them like shit. He just acting like a little, you know, nuisance. And that was pretty much it. I, I thought he was going to be like, marvel's freddy krueger i thought that's what we were about to get but they didn't give us that they, they oversold it for me 
you know. And I didn't even realize he was headless until I just read it right then. So, yeah. So, uh, honestly, Eli, I don't know if I'm going to keep up with these X-Men books. I, I thought they were going to get better, but they just feel like Avengers books with mutants. And I don't even read the Avengers anymore. So, it's just like that. It's, I don't know. They struggle without Hickman. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah. And that's, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. So, uh, yeah. So, what you got? Whew, well, I suppose I'll do Immortal Hulk number 50. Oh, that's the big one right there. Last issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last issue. Um, I really should have took notes because this is big. This is this is a very girthy issue. It's like a hundred pages. It's like I mean, a graphic novel. I mean more bang for your buck. It was like ten bucks, but still it was like it was a hundred pages, really? Yeah, it was like yeah, at least a hundred, like something like that, eighty-nine or something like that. It was it was it was big. It was like a graphic novel, basically. Shit, okay. A lot to unpack and shit. We you know. Like you could do a podcast just on this thing, <laughs> but I'll try to keep it brief. So basically what he had, the Hulks go down to hell, the place below all to face the leader who has became the one below all. Um, and that's essentially what happens. Uh, we have a int- little introduction where back in the early 1900s, where it suggests that um the Stearns and the Banners were um, were involved somehow in some scientific, you know, experiments. They were experimenting with radiation, and they're the ones who discovered the gamma radiation. You know, it really breaks down like there's the alpha radiation, and then the 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 the, uh, the beta, and then there's gamma. There's different, you know. I'm not a nuclear physicist. I don't, I don't understand it, but I'm just saying that they were involved and that there were, so that this fight between the leader and the Hulk has been brewing through the ages, you know, um, very, a lot of philosophical themes going on. One guy's a man of science another guy's a man of religion. So, you know, there's those debates going on, but essentially we have, you know, Savage Hulk, and Joe fix it and McGee walking through green hell about to go face the leader who has taken over hell. And he's this, I don't have here. I'll try to show this here. You see that he has, he has taken over hell, you know, and he is this, this big, huge monolithic structure, you know, and you can see the green doors. He's controlling the green doors. There's the, uh, can you see it? There's the one below all in the sky, you know, and uh so they basically infiltrate uh the leaders the leader and they 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 see people from their past they see uh uh what was her name um she's from the old she's from the old comics uh jarella oh yeah the alien chick back yeah way back in the day Yeah. yeah and then they meet um one the mobster from Mr. Fix-It's days in Vegas. Caesar we, or whatever. Yeah, one of those guys. So yeah, they're meeting like people from their past. And but they essentially they, you know, they tear down. They finally tear, they go inside and they tear down the leader. Um and uh and then they face the one below all who that in turns I was getting really yeah, a lot a lot more shit happens. I'm just kind of keeping it brief. But essentially the the the, the the one above all shows up and the hulk wait the, the one above all yeah shows like up like god yeah 
comes down there and's like, and because they tore down the leader who was controlling hell, they tore him down, and then the one above all comes down, and Joe Fix. It's like basically the Hulks are like, why, 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 why did this happen? <laughs> right. Why am I evil? Why am I like this? Why does rage exist? Why does evil exist? You know, deep question for the ages. Right. You know, um, the answer is forty-two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and first, first of the first thing uh, he says is because you're my child. And Joe Fix is like, "What? Fuck off! What the, what the fuck you talking? You know?" He's like, "What the fuck you talking? No, why? 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 Basically, why is why is there evil? You know?" And he basically says, "Because it's part of nature. Essentially, it's because it's 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 a part of nature." There's positive and negative forces in the universe, and they, they're necessary to create and destroy. It's all it all connected, and all his personalities that he has are all, you know, a system that are supposed to work in some sort of unison. But the Hulk is an agent of chaos, and chaos is necessary. It's some really deep shit that I like. I said we need we really need more time to. Get- <laughs> but basically the hulk is hulk is <laughs> <laughs> that dark side is hulk is hulk is because he's <laughs> he's you know he he's a necessary darkness he's a necessary chaotic force a know, force of nature basically. a force of nature and that's essentially what they go it's it's very deep but it, it really puts the whole you know it does give this series a little a, a bit of closure because this has been a crazy one of the best runs, I think, one of the best comic runs I think I've ever read, because um, it 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 goes it takes the Hulk back to his monster movie horror roots, and it's gone through like body horror and monster movies and and cosmic horror, and you know there was some political commentary thrown in there, and you know, but it really went into the psychology and his mental health and his trauma and why he why. You know, and I think that's what Hulk was was wanting to find out. Like, why was he chosen to suffer the way he did to become this monster of rage? And he wanted that answer. And basically, the answer he one above all gave him the answer, but he didn't like it. He's like, "Oh, fuck you, then." And he's like, <laughs> you know, because you're necessary. Because you're supposed to. Because you're, you're supposed to. <laughs> he's like, "Well, because I told you to." <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean. I'm just skimming the surface of what was going on in this. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is a big, huge epic finale for this, 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 this run, this comic book run, you know, this has been a great run. It really brought back the Hulk as a fan of the Hulk as a kid. It really brought back that uh, nostalgia as well as updated the character for a modern time and tackled issues that are relevant as far as mental health and psychology and, you know, therapy and all that. And yeah, art was cool. Of course, we all know what's going on with Joe Bennett. So that was in the back of my mind reading this. But yes, this has Joe Bennett's art in it. You know, regardless of what he's done, he did a good he did a good job. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying and, and I can't, and that's all I'm saying. He did a good job. I'm okay, saying. I'm I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Joe Bennett for a second because the thing is, Eli, if if Al Ewing had these issues with him, he could have said something earlier, <laughs> but he didn't want to because he wanted to finish the book. That's the thing. Here's the thing: 
I'm kind of glad Al Ewing did what he did. I'm kind of glad he didn't say anything about Joe Bennett until the book was done and have and not have him kicked off like 20 issues ago. Because the thing was that the stuff Joe Bennett was doing, I saw it. And one of those books that you, I never even read the book, but one of those books that you review, you showed a picture of, I saw it back. I like, is that what I think I saw? No way. No way Marvel is dumb enough to let this stuff happen again. And they let it happen again. But yeah. we got a finished product. When it's all said and done, nobody's going to remember what Joe Bennett did, but they remember this book. Yeah. But if you had kicked them off the book, that would have, you know, put it, put a damp on everything. Yeah. So, because now Donnie Cates has taken over. Donnie Cates is doing the Hulk now. Yeah. So, all that philosophical shit you just talked about, out the window. Yeah. He's going to go. <laughs> all he's going to yeah. do. How does it rap? How does <laughs> yeah. it go into no? Since the shit? beginning of time, before no. There, right. was the, there was the green door. <laughs> right. That's all because that's all he you cares know. about. He wants yeah. to be Jim Starlin so bad, you know. Yeah, but, the cos- cosmic hulk and right. Yeah. But the I hulk do, uh, be, ghost hulk rider. <laughs> yeah, Herald of Galactus. Yeah, we, we get it, Donnie Case. We get it, you know. But yeah. I mean, I'm excited for the art because the art is gonna be the same guy that did the artwork on Invincible. So hey, can't wait for that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, this, this issue came to, or this series just comes to a close, but, um, and it's been great. Like I said, it's, it's been great. And this issue was, uh, it was a fitting ending, you know, it kind of tied up everything philosophically, thematically. And, uh, yeah. And, and I like it when books don't overstate they welcome, you know, yeah. you got in, you told story you want to get and you get out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this was a more somber because I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a big giant fight and smashy smash because it's the Hulk. But no, this was a more philosophical, cerebral climax. You know, and that's what people don't get about the Hulk. Like with the Hulk's best stories, that's how they are. He's a very cerebral, you know, get inside your mind type of character. You know, and the whole thing is you know theme about duality. So yeah, we want smashy smash, we want all that stuff, but those are more interesting Hulk stories. And about, it goes you know, in- the, you yeah, know, the, the it, nature it goes, of man. Yeah, and it goes into um, the trauma that he's caused because mm-hmm. there's another. Again, I'm not. I I didn't go into everything that was in this book, but there's a scene where it's a flashback of 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 McGee and when she was a kid when the Hulk destroyed her town and how trauma she was a, like a little kid and her she's standing in with her dad in the ruins of her house and she's like freaked out. She's terrified and her dad's like, "It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay." But that like traumatized her for life. You know, so you don't really ever see that. I've never seen that ever. Like the aftermath of the Hulk's damage. You know, we right. we love the smashy smash shit. We never dealt with the consequences. And I thought right. that was just brilliant. You know, so yeah, great series, great book. So yeah, cool. Five out of five. Fuck it. <laughs> One more five <laughs> out of five from Immortal Hulk. <laughs> oh, okay, get valiant. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, so next one I'm gonna do is you're gonna jump into it, keep the train rolling, stick with Marvel. We're gonna talk about Shang Chi, Shang Chi, whatever, don't matter. You you know what I meant. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna just talk about this Shang Chi versus the Marvel Universe. And yes, in this book, he fights Iron Man, and it's not one of those misunderstanding things. No, he fights them. They fight in this book, so you get your money's worth in this one. So let's just talk about it, see what's going on. Boom. And you see Shang-Chi on the cover wearing the Iron Man armor. Does it happen? Does it not happen? Let's talk about it. Um, Yeah, going into it. So the basic how the book starts off is that he's dealing with, the, I guess, the Red Dot Society or something like that. I forgot what these guys' name is. Anyway, the, the, the black market guys, and they're selling uh stuff from the black market. The guy's name is Rich Mr. Red Dot, and he's selling an Iron Man suitcase. 
of course if you've seen the movie you know iron man has a suit in there so he don't know how he got it where it came from and he's thinking he's there you know to sell it to shang chi because he used to do business with his father he's like i'm not my father and matter of fact you're gonna leave that here with me and you're gonna stay here till i call the police he's like oh no that's not gonna happen uh and matter of fact he tells his guys to go ahead and you know kill him so they take off their gloves and they transform into like guns and shit and start shooting at him and shit like that but then when they turn around they're like where'd he go turns out he's behind them punches them in the face and shit he does the move that's the move for the movie okay <laughs> we got we got synergy you know so mr red dot turns out finds out why he calls himself mr red dot because he has a cybernetic eye you're like oh so that's why they call you the master of kung fu and then he got a red dot right on his head shoots him and shoots him right in the face the end next book <laughs> but until <laughs> he Bruce wakes up Leroy <laughs> catching bullets with his teeth, his teeth? <laughs> <laughs> and not only does he do that Shane Chi spits the bullet at him <laughs> and then blows out his eye yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody's down he was like next time you got to do a better security job of checking people for weapons now can you please disarm our guests he like, ha ha, funny, and chopped off his arm, you know. Uh, so then take him to the interrogation room. So while they're doing it, take him to the interrogation room. And we're just going to skip ahead. Shang-Chi is talking to his mom. And, oh, the Iron Man suit wakes up and starts attacking him and shit like that. But anyway, we're going to go ahead, go ahead with that. Uh, we didn't check out the last book because that was the book that we we uh, took a week off. But he rescued his mom from the Phantom Zone. Uh, negative Zone. One of those shits. Anyway, he rescued her uh and basically saying you know i'm really from another dimension i meant to tell you that before they can finish the talk uh that's when they get a visitor because he looks at the window and something is headed right for it and he well, he kicks his mom out the way boom iron man is there you know and he's just like hey hey shang chi ain't seen in a while what you been up to uh running your father's criminal empire buying weapons off the black market that belong to me you know he like tony don't do this <laughs> And then they start fighting. He was like, you should have called before you did that. So while they start fighting, uh, yeah, Sister Dagger, they, they fight the Iron Man suit. They pretty much beat the shadow. But anyway, Shang-Chi runs off. He was like, yeah, you better run, Iron Fist. And, and Shang-Chi knows I can't beat Iron Man. I'm good. I'm not that good. He's like, unless I'm in my element. So that's when he started looking at all the weapons he got. He started throwing ninja stars at him. He's like, what the hell are you doing? He was like, yeah, I got an adamantium plate the three-section staff. Let's go. So he's ready. They they ready to fight. So they go at it. So he smashes. Unguard. Like yeah, unguard. Wu Tang style. <laughs> <laughs> smashes Tony in the head. Yeah, smashes them and shit like that. He's like, oh yeah. Special technique of shadow box. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely should have had like special techniques of the iron long, iron finger, you know, shit like that. You know, y'all, y'all, all this shit like that. So he blocks right. it. He was like, yeah, you good, man. Like we get it. Hand to hand, nobody can beat you in the Marvel universe. This isn't hand-to-hand. You brought a knife to a gunfight. And so he smacks him in his head, shit like that. And that's when uh, Shang-Chi grabs his arm with one of the adamantium hooks, rip off his glove, takes the glove, and now he's got an Iron Man glove. He was like, okay, now we got hand-to-hand. Now we even. And he's like, no, before... Bastard, I didn't know who you were. <laughs> <laughs> Your Kung Fu is strong. <laughs> uh, so he was like, I didn't see you. You were fast. I didn't see you get the glove off my, my hand that fast. He was like, look, I'm not my father. We didn't do that shit. We we didn't mean to steal. We didn't mean to steal your shit. We came to buy it from him. Uh, and that's when it was like we were gonna explain it, but you crashed the window before we could find it out. So anyway, I came to get the suit. 
Uh, and when they look at the seat, Sister Dagger is wearing the Iron Man helmet. We're like, can we keep the helmet? Because they, they fucked that suit up, you know. <laughs> he was like, look, I, I need the helmet. But if y'all keep your anything else, just keep the, give me the helmet. So, And then they shake hands, and that's all. But he actually goes to a helicarrier. Oh, and the Red Dot Gang was working for him the whole time. He gave them the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the whole thing about that. So he goes to the Fantastic Four building, and who's waiting for him? All the people that Shane she met earlier, Captain America, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, stuff like that. So, like, what you think? It was like, yeah, he straight up lied to my face. He's like, you lied to his face? He's like, that's different, you know. Because uh, basically what it is, the Cosmic Cube, well, and the thing is that Shane she don't know that. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody else stole the Cosmic Cube. But the boy, the, his, bo- his brother or whatever. Or like, what his, his brother. Yeah, his brother's girlfriend stole the Cosmic Cube. But they don't know that. They just know the organization has it, Yeah, you know. So they basically, it's in J- Japan. We need to go to Japan and get the Cosmic Cube back because that's where his criminal organization goes to it. But wait, there's more. So all the way back in China, there's this dude riding some, some mythical Pokemon, goat, some shit like that, basically trying to get revenge, you know, on on Shang, uh, Fu Manchu, whatever you want to call his name, basically saying that they wronged us and we got revenge on him and the new head of the, of the place, his son, Shang-Chi. And it turns out, his sister, Shang-Chi's sister, is helping them. You got the red dots. You got her sister staff. You got and those she, brown yetis. Yeah, the brown yetis. Oh, yeah, because they did fight them. So all the people they fought earlier are here right now, including his sister, and about to take out Shang-Chi, the master of kung fu. Dun, dun, dun. So the plot thickens. Dun, so that's what's dun, dun, dun. So that's <laughs> going on right now. Fun story, fast action. It moves, you know. You It's not trying to you know, contemplate, you know, the duality of man in this. It's just kung fu action in this one. I'm, I'm fine. And that's all we want. <laughs> that's all we want. I know I, I trashed Michael Myers for that. What well, could you give me a more deeper story, Shang-Chi? <laughs> no, I just want to see Iron Man and Shang-Chi fight each other, man. Just give me that shit, you know. Uh, but yeah, it gave it to me. Uh, four, four out of five. I wish I could have reviewed last issue because that last issue when they fought the Fantastic Four was awesome. But, you know, hey, you do what you can do. So uh, what you got next? I guess I'll get this out the way. Um, Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, number five. This is the last issue. You sound so excited. (laughs) Finally, after, what, six months? How long has it been going? A year? (laughs) It's been a while, yeah. A year and 82 issues later. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, this is the story. This the big, huge Star Wars tie-in, the Star Wars event of the year, uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, where they are all trying to find Han Solo frozen in carbonite. So this takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, where Boba Fett got Han Solo in carbonite. He was taking him back to Jabba, but then he got he got he got him stolen. Some bounty hunters stole him. And then it was like a fight to find him and get him back. And it went through all these twists and turns. Luke got involved. I don't know why. Darth Vader got him. At one point, Darth Vader wanted him back. I don't know why. When he's the reason he gave him the, uh, gave Han Right, Solo and, and didn't care <laughs> about him. He was like, whatever. <laughs> all of a sudden, Darth Vader wanted him back. You know, we got Leia and Lando and Chewie looking for him. But then also all the criminals like, you know, Valance, Bosk, Dengar, they out for LOM and Zookas. 
they all got involved too. Um, and yeah, so this is the final issue. Uh, who's got, yeah, the Imperials have, Darth Vader has him. He's bringing him back on to the execute, not ex, what's it, the executor. I always got that confused. It wasn't until years later, Darth Vader, Star Destroyer, the big giant one that he's on, it's called the executor, not the executor. I thought for all my life, I was calling it the executor. Um, as in an execution, as in one who executes, right. that's an executioner. You know. <laughs> The executor, so okay. Yeah. It's an executor, so <laughs> something that I learned. <laughs> um, and there's a bit like the huts come here. They got a a big space fleet, and they try to basically fight the Imperials. And you got a space battle with Tie Fighters versus the huts, and then Valance and Boba Fett sneak onto the ship, and um, Boba Fett betrays Valance again. We knew that was coming. And uh, Han, Leia, and Chewie, they find uh, Han Solo's frozen carbonite thing. But then Boba Fett shows up. But then during the space battle, uh, 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 the, the room gets hit and a big hole in the wall. It goes out to space. And uh, Han Solo's gets sucked out into space. Okay. <laughs> so then Boba Fett, he's got a backpack. He's got his jetpack. So he flies out and grabs it, flies back to his ship and takes off, goes back to Jabba's palace and is like, what's up, fucking Jabba? You put a bounty on me, you know, and all this shit. So I should kill you. But Boba Fett is like, no, this was all part of my plan because he had set up, uh, you know, a meeting with Palpatine. So Palpatine was in league with the Hulks and the Huts. Why? Um, Cause he's doing grimy gangster shit around, you know, corrupt shit, you know, using the criminal gangster world to do. That, that you know. kind of goes because the thing is, like, the Palpatine doesn't have any control over the Huts because they're outside of their jurisdiction. So I don't, whatever. Yeah, who, okay. who knows? You know, yeah. It, it, yeah. crime. I think there's a yeah. corruption thing going on. <laughs> I don't, anyways, so but uh, Jabba set all those guys up for Vader to kill. So Vader comes in and he kills all those huts. There was the hut council and Vader kills them all. And now Jabba controls everything. So it was all a big setup. And he says, tells Boba Fett, yeah, that was all a big ruse, man, to, to take over the whole criminal empire. And now you can work for me and I got a plenty of work for you. So, so wait, one hut. So, yeah, so just hold out here. There's a movie called Return of the Jedi coming out soon. And you're going to be in it. <laughs> 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 and that's kind of where it ends, you know. Um, yeah, it there was a lot of unnecessary bullshit that I didn't care about during this whole run. I didn't. We didn't need Luke. We didn't need Vader. We didn't need Han or Lando or any of that shit. I just thought this was going to be about the gangsters and the the, the bounty hunters. So, right. but it just wandered and meandered all through all this bullshit. So, yeah, it's over now. You know, Boba Fett got we all we all knew Boba Fett was gonna get him back because that's what happens in Star Wars canon. It's just took a long roundabout way to get us here. And uh eh. Art was cool, three out of five. Fuck it. It's done. It's done now. <laughs> cool. All right. So I oh, guess but yeah. but Crimson Dawn is back. So this is now the next the next in the series is Crimson Rain. So there's Kira. From Crimson Dawn, she was in the solo movie. She's yeah. head head of the Crimson Dawn crime family, and she is 
back. And uh, yeah, so that's the next event coming or whatever. Damn, yeah. now see if we had another solo movie, Damn. all that could have been explained, yep. but yeah. I'm they, pretty they, sure this was they, is the is the solo movie. <laughs> yeah, they they robbed us of that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so I guess it may be my last book. I don't know. I think it's, I, let's call it my last book. Okay, so next book I'm going to do is uh, Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man seventy six. Yeah, I'm going to do a Spider Man book. Yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, Nick Spencer's gone. <laughs> He's no longer writing this book, so he's out of there. Uh, but. The new guy, I, I, Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells is writing this book now. Okay. And it's a new status oh, quo. There's a new is status he, quo. Isn't he this. writing, uh, he's writing the Hellions, isn't he? Is he? I think so. I don't know. Like he, He's been around. He, he's a Marvel guy. He's always writing something, you know. So this is the, this is a new status quo for Spider-Man. Okay. If you notice, Spider-Man is and on the cover. And they didn't number it. It's still, that's, they, they, it's still going. It's still just right. Cute, just cute, Marvel. <laughs> so but the thing is uh he's in a he's in a hospital bed you know with mary jane right next to him this is seriously like i know everybody doesn't care about you know death or anything like that no but this one matters this is the one that matters you know everybody's making jokes but this matters so let's go to it so turns out what happened is that ben riley is back and mary uh aunt may gets a phone call basically saying this is peter I'm at the hospital. Come see me. And he hangs up. But then she, when she hangs up the phone, she like, that wasn't Peter. I don't know who that was, but it wasn't Peter. And she goes, she grabs a coat and leaves, leaves at the house. Why she still got a house phone? Oh, yeah. She's like 100 years old. That's why she got a house phone. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> hangs Rolling up. dialing shit. Right. On the phone. Dan, dan, you know, all that shit like that. It would get us out of here. Uh, So Ben Riley was the one that made the phone call, you know. And basically, he just saying, hey, your brother's going to be okay. He has some radiation poison. I don't know what he got into, but this is some bad stuff he's in. Matter of fact, what the hell were y'all doing? Are you on that stuff too? Y'all on that shit? You know, he doesn't know what, the doctor doesn't know what's going on. So if Mary Jane shows up and Ben Riley like ducks out the back, he's like, uh-oh, I'm out. And Mary Jane shows up. She was like, uh, don't worry, Peter, we got Peter stabilized. Uh, His brother dropped him off. He's like, his brother? He ain't got no brother. And then he looked up and his cell phone was still there. He, he took off. But it's a matter because Peter is convulsing. You know, he's having a seizure and his spider senses keep going off because it turns out that his body is sensing himself as the enemy. And that's why his spider sense won't, won't stop ringing in his head, you know. Uh, meanwhile, at the Beyond Tower, because, okay, so let me tell you what's going on with the Beyond Tower. So the Beyond Corporation bought the Spider-Man IP, you know. So they control the Spider-Man, you know, franchise and IP and stuff like that. And they basically made named Ben Riley as their corporate Spider-Man. And they also work with the uh, the Daughters of the Dragon, you know, Mr. Knight and Colleen Wing and all stuff like that. You know, basically telling them you need to do this. You got a corporate meeting. You got to meet the UFO. And the reason Peter is in the uh, hospital because they fought the UFOs. But the UFO, but he was prepared, Ben Riley was prepared for the UFOs, but Spider-Man can't fight the UFOs. UFO, UFOs, you know, they fight the Hulk. So that's a little bit about his pay grade. So that's why he's in the hospital because he got fucked up. Um, Anyway, Peter. Oh yeah, so Mary Jane is there, and Peter's just out. Peter's just out. Don't know what the hell's going on. And Mary, uh, Aunt May's is like, "What happened to Peter?" And Peter's talking. He was like, "The villains, the UFOs, attacked the Empire State Building." So I, and that's when Mary Jane cut him off. Oh, he was going to class to meet Professor Connors, you know, because she still don't. She still pretends like she doesn't know, you know. Anyway, moving on. 
back to Ben Riley. Ben Riley has a conversation because I get apparently uh Colin Wing and Misty Knight are basically giving him all his stuff to fight the the UFOs and basically saying, look, before I use UFOs, I gotta go, I gotta handle something. And he leaves. He just takes off. He just takes off, he gotta go meet Spider. He gotta go meet Peter. So he goes meets Peter and has a conversation with her. And he basically, look, I'm gonna be Spider-Man again, but I came here for one thing. I want to ask your blessing to be Spider-Man this time. I want to just do it just out. out. I want to ask you, can I be Spider-Man? And Pete's just like, look, I, w- I won't be in here long. But while I'm here, you can be Spider-Man. But when I get out of this hospital, we're going to have a conversation about this whole thing, about this whole Spider-Man, who is Spider-Man, who isn't Spider-Man. But until then, I just want you to be one thing. Be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and so Ben leaves. And and say, as soon as Ben leaves, uh, Peter asks, "Is he out? Is he gone? He's gone. He can't hear me, right? Okay, cool. Because uh, my body's locking up. I can't feel anything in my body. And he goes into the seizure. You know, Damn. yeah. So he's locked up. He can't. You know, they they's losing him. You know. And, but Ben doesn't know that. Ben leaves. He thinking he's Spider Man. I got Peter's blessing. I'm good. All stuff like that. His body locks up. He goes into seizure so bad. He goes to a coma. He's out of there. He checks out. So. Yeah. Damn. Now it's just up to the Ben Riley. You see the UFOs, and Ben Riley's got all these gadgets from, you know, Misty Knight and also like that. He takes them out like it's nothing. And they were like, Who are you? He's like, I'm Spider Man or The Amazing Spider Man. Call me Spider Man or whatever. Anyway, the end. <laughs> so that's the new status quo. Ben Riley's Spider Man. Peter Parker's fucked up. Right. And he'll never and he'll never be back again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all I got. I was gonna do hardware, but yeah, it was whatever. So, yeah. Okay. Well you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um I guess I'll I'll bump this Eternals out real quick. Okay. So Eternals, Eternals forever. Eternals forever one shot. And I'ma keep it real. I never read an Eternals comic ever. Like ever? Yep. Ever. Wow. Okay. Never. I never gave a shit. Never gave a shit about this. About the Eternals, you know. Or the new gods or any of that, you know. These, you know, white dudes in the sixties coming up with, you know, new age creationism through superheroes and all that hippy dippy baloney. I didn't give a shit about any of that. Jack so- Kirby was creating <laughs> his own religion. Come on, man. <laughs> It's the age of Aquarius. <laughs> so I never, I never read an Eternals comic. And with the movie come out, I was like, you know what? I'll give a sh- I never gave a shit about these guys. Let me read a comic book to see if I will give a shit. You know, here's a one shot. I'm like, fuck it. You know, the Eternals forever one shot. Um, and after reading it, I still don't give a shit. But I guess what goes on in this book is this is a guy named Icarus. Mm-hmm. Spelled differently, he's a, a Captain Marvel Superman dude, and he, he flies. I always thought it was He Man, but yeah, that's what... sure, whatever. He's flying. He Man who can fly. He goes to some underground world. Is this underwater? Called the 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 Deviants or whatever. Yeah, that's their bad guys. Yeah, yeah and this guy Lord somebody Guar or Guare or Gore or something. Um, he they 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 capture him and. They're trying to do experiments on him to do some shit, and but then he escapes, and then he flies, and he sees some little imp called Sprite or something, 
That's another Eternal, yeah. And then some chick. Oh no, he was disguising himself as some chick that he likes, but then it turns out it was a sprite guy. And then, and then Icarus meets some guy named Gilgamesh. Yeah. Wait, he's back. Okay. He's, Iron Man sure. killed him like in the nineties, but we. Well, well, he's there. Yeah. So Gilgamesh is there, and then they fly to Olympia or Valhalla or heaven or wherever. Yeah, it's Olympia. Where, I whatever. Think. Yeah, where, Olympia. Where, yeah, wherever. You know, it's, it's in Greece. Where it's the gods Greece. live. Yeah, where but, the yeah. gods dwell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and while they're there, the deviants show up in a bunch of ships and start fighting. And then there's a battle. And then they summon this big giant head thing. And he goes, Show me what the, you got. You know, you know whatever. Mine. I don't know what it is. Yeah, okay. It's the ritual complete <laughs> energies, the singular entity. Uh, I don't know what it is. Does it name what this thing is? Yeah, it's the Unimind. They combine, they collect the... Uh, collect the yeah, whatever this thing, this big yellow thing. Uh, Show uh, me what you've got. That's a yeah. reference to Rick and Morty. <laughs> I, I never watched Rick and Morty, but yeah, that's that's Unimind. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. what they do. Yeah. Yeah, and then they destroy all the deviants, and they're like, okay, cool, let's have a brew, and then back on back down and underwater, the the deviants, the Lord Gore or whatever his name is, like those pesky kids i'll get them and then it, that's, it. <laughs> that's it so it was every eternal story ever basically it's basically like, that's pretty and, much what it is yeah, yeah. yeah it was just like yeah gods fighting each other um yeah greek mythology roman mythology whatever mythology in a comic book form um i yeah I, it's whatever but i i will say the art there was a bunch of panels that like gave the shout out to, like, that looked like old kirby art you mm -hmm. know kirby-esque panels and i thought that was cool you know that sort of you know that the, that the, the the comic did have sort of this you know silver age kirby feel to it you know so that was kind of cool but other than that it's it's whatever you know i mean the thing about the eternals is that after Kirby, nobody knows what to do with them. Hell, Kirby didn't even know what to do with them. He yeah. only wrote them because he got fired from DC because he couldn't finish New Gods. That was it. So they're just, they're like not New Gods. That's all they are. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, whatever. You know, so cool. Four out of five or five, five out of five. I don't care. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's every eternal story ever. So if you read one, you read them all. Now, yeah. I will say this out of all the eternal stories I read, I, I will recommend the seven issue Neil Gaiman series. It was good. Neil it's, Gaiman, huh? Yeah, that sounds like some shit that he'd read there. Yeah, like, like <laughs> man, don't think you're going to read this and, you know, get transformative and think differently about life as we know it. No, it's not. It's not the Bible. You know, it's just, it's just a comic. Not American gods or Norse mythology. Nothing or... like that. You're like, you know what? <laughs> I never thought about life that way. This story is not going to do that. It's just a comic, you know. Sandman and all that. Not going to make you rethink there. your life. What, what have I been doing this whole time? <laughs> Thank you, Neil Gaiman. No, it's not that, you know. Yeah. But what if it's a... what if what if happiness and sadness were characters? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so and one was not... a clown and one was a goth chick, and they like <laughs> fought stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissing off a level up to you later. Trigger yeah. warning. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what I think about that. But if you're gonna read one eternal story, I'd read that because the Kirby store stuff, the Kirby stuff is hard to get into. It's it's big in scope, but it's because he's not a good writer, basically. That's mm -hmm. that's all it is. Like, 
Story-wise, he's a he's a big picture guy, but script writing, dialogue, not his thing. There you go. So that's why this Kirby stuff's kind of hard to get into. But yeah, Neil Gaiman, seven issues. Read it. Pretty much what the movie's gonna be based off anyway. The Neil Gaiman stuff. I bet you they didn't read. I Kirby bet. Stuff I anyway. bet. Yeah. Yeah. That's what so, they do. Yeah. yeah. So that's all I got. I was gonna do hardware, but I'm not gonna do deal with it. Well, I'll nah. do one more and bring it on home for me, okay. anyways. <laughs> I'll do Army of Darkness, 1979, number two. Cool. Okay, what do we got here? Boom. Boom. Okay. So this Dynamite, you know, they own the Evil Dead license. Ash, Army of Darkness. Is it Army of Darkness? I don't wonder. Yeah, I think it's they have to do Army of Darkness because there's there's legal battles over Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. You know, uh, Army of Darkness okay. is owned by Universal. So that's why they couldn't call the movie Evil Dead, you know, because mm-hmm. Evil Dead is another, uh, like Sam Raimi is, owns the rights to that. So that's why Army of Darkness is its own thing. And then Evil Dead is another thing, but, you know, it's still the same shit. So anyways, this is 1979, Army of Darkness, written by Rodney Barnes, who's doing Philadelphia, And this has Ash getting sucked back into 1979 Bronx. New York, where a bunch of street gangs. This is basically the Warriors with Evil Dead. So nice, a okay. bunch of street gangs are fighting each other, just like in the Warriors. And one gang called the Warlocks get they get a hold of the Necronomicon, and they start raising deadites and using the magic to, you know, basically take over their turf, their little piece of turf. Can you dig? There's actually a scene where somebody says, "Can you dig it?" In here um so yeah it's very campy stupid fun with ash ash of course joins another gang um called the undeads or the or the half deads or whatever because they get attacked by deadites ash shows up saves them all shoots all the deadites and then um and then say hey you should join our gang because the warlocks are taking over the city and so so basically ash joins this gang and they're gonna go take out the other gang and that's basically what's happening. It's just campy, stupid fun with Ash and Evil Dead shit. Um, here's the scene here. We have uh, little cops, little tiny cops attacking Ash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Ash, you know, uses his chainsaw and his, his boomstick and blasts them all and fucks them all up. So, <laughs> again, it's, it's just campy, stupid fun. I'm digging it. Three out of five. So this is issue two, and it's fun. I'm an Evil Dead fan, so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I get into this shit. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. And that's All it. Right. I'm booked out. All right. Um, uh, man. Rodney Barnes just did the new James Bond book also. I was going to review it, but I had all this other shit I would review it. It got put to the wayside. So, so oh, yeah, nice like I said, if you listen out. this long, yeah, so you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Elo, uh, Eli, next week, all on you. What's next week? You know what's next week. Doom. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Damn. I okay. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, get your pen and Explaining all the shit no one understands and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> In chapter 34, just, yeah, break all this shit down, break down the lore and all stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what we're going to deal with next week. So, tune in for that. Uh, and, yeah, if you listen this long, different like, share, subscribe. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli.
We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.